Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022, the day after Valentine's Day when you got to figure out what you're going to do with all that chocolate. <laughs> you know, we don't need that chocolate. I mean, it was nice to get it and all that, but what are we going to do with all that chocolate? We got to get rid of that chocolate. Um, so, and then you, also when you realize you spent way too much money on them flowers, those flowers are way too expensive. I should never spend that much money on flowers. But I guess if you think about it, it's worth every penny because had you not spent the money on the flowers, ooh, mm, mm, you don't want to have to live with that. That kind of pain. So, Well, today um, we are going to be jumping in first to Isaiah chapter 63 as we continue through this, uh, this minister's prayer book and the readings for, um, for this week. And um, hope you guys are doing good. Thank you for understanding yesterday. Um, I had a report for uh, jury duty yesterday, as I told you guys. Um, posted this uh, yesterday morning. Uh, no, I'm not finished with my assignment, so uh, I won't say much more about it, but um, I'll let you know when it's over. Um, all right. So we um, let's jump in, y'all. Let's jump in. Isaiah chapter 63. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. And, uh, oh, man, that's smart, waiting by the chocolate day after. That's a lot smarter. You know, if you could just make an agreement with your honey that, hey, we are going to celebrate it on the 7th, you know, like the 15th, 16th, that would be better. You get a lot better prices on everything. That's, that's a good move, Deborah. Trevor, nice job. All right. Um, Isaiah chapter 63, um, beginning at verse, where are we? Verse 7. Isaiah 63, verse 7. So glad to have you guys on. I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Man, hasn't the Lord done some good things for you? Come on. Are you, are you going to tell of the kindness of the Lord? That's what we need to do today. We need to tell of the kindness of the Lord. Just We need to let people know how good God is. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to the compassion, according to his compassion, and many kindnesses. Man, I know over my life I look back, God showed me many kindnesses. I bet he has for you too. His loving kindness is... He's worthy of to be uh, for us to tell of his good deeds. Verse 8, he said, Surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distresses, he too was distressed. 
and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Wow. And look back over your life, and you're like, wow, God carried me. So many times, seasons, right? So many seasons of our lives, we can say, man, God carried me. I don't know how I made it through that. I don't know how we made it to the other side. It was the, it was the goodness and graciousness of, the, of God. It was because of all of his kindnesses that he carried us through. Mm. He never lost a battle, man. Yeah. Um, verse 10, yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So despite all the good things God had done, they still rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So we, you know, God has been good to us time and time again, and we still fail. We still fall short. And uh, yet he continues to be good. That's what Israel did. Um, yet they rebelled and grieved the Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy. We don't want that. And he, be, he himself fought against them. He used, uh, he used Israel's adversaries to uh, bring judgment on them, to correct them. The rod, the, they became the, the, the rod of, of God's uh, chastening. Um, then he recalled the days of old, the day of Moses and his people, where, where, where is he who brought them through the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them, who sent his glorious arm of power to be at Moses' right hand? So this is what the people were saying, right? So the people said, look, where's, so where's God? Look, look, at all the, look at all the trouble that people of Israel are in. Where's God? Where's, God? Where's, where's this one who, so say, delivered them from the hands of the Egyptians? Where's this one who, so say, carried them through the sea? Where's this one who, who so say, has a whole, his Holy Spirit among them? Who's the one who sent his glorious power to be at Moses' right hand? Who divided the waters before them to gain for himself everlasting renown? Who led them through the depths like a horse in open country, and they did not stumble? Like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how you guided your people to make yourself a glorious name. Mm. Just think back, man. Who was it that, who was it that uh, led you through the sea? Who was it that carried you through that valley in your life? Who was it that came through when there was more month left than money? Who, who was it that carried you through when you were brokenhearted? Who was it that brought you to a brighter day? Who was it that gave you life and joy and peace and happiness who was it that brought your your kid through that trial it was the lord the lord strong and mighty and he does it to help make his name great he works in our lives and it brings glory to his name so we should tell right we should tell of his kindnesses we should tell of his kindnesses and his goodness and graciousness because there are many. There are many of them. Yeah, I know he's been good in your life. I know that. I know that. He's been good to you. Let's uh, let's jump over to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. Um, through chapter 2, verse 8. 1 Timothy 2, 18. 
through 2.8. Here we go. Let's do it. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that you, so that by recalling them, you might fight the battle well. Ooh, good principle there, guys. How do you fight the battle well? Sometimes you got to remember what God has done in the past. You know, we've been talking about, yes, uh, last Sunday we talked about some of the weapons of the enemy. Well, that's another weapon of the enemy. He gets us to forget what God has done in the past. Oh, this battle you're facing right now, you're never going to get through that. You're never going to get through that. That's what the enemy says. You're never going to get through that. You're never going to make oh, Don, you're never going to do but you're never going to through a battle like this. You're never going to get over this. You're never going to make it through. And he gets us to forget that God actually carried us through many of these same type battles in the past. Come on. But the enemy gets to think that this is no, this is different. This is bigger. This is worse. This is more significant. You're ne you'll never get through this one because he wants us to forget. Wait, wait, wait. God brought me through about a hundred of these in the past. He's already brought me through a bunch of these. And so Paul is writing to Timothy. He's like, look, I want to remind you um, of the goodness of God. I want to remind you of uh, what God has done, the prophecies made about you, so that by recalling them, you might fight the battle well. Remember what God said about you in the past, so that when you face the battle in the future, you go in with all your armor, with all your weaponry. Yeah. Well, let's go into the battle today with all of our weapons, guys. Come on. Let's go into today's battles, this week's battles, this month's battles. Um, with all of our weapons, remembering the words that God has spoken over, over us, the words that are in his holy book, uh, the words that uh, the promises and our testimonies that from the past, we're going to go with all out with the weapons of God, the armor of God. We're going to go with all that. We ain't leaving nothing behind. Yeah, we're going in with everything. Enemy's not going to make us forget what God's done and what he said. Yes, sir. Um. So that you, by recalling them, the prophecies spoken over him, you may battle them well, verse 19, holding on to the faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith, to the faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. Whoa. So it's like Paul's like, I wish you could bring all your weapons because I don't want you to get shipwrecked like some people have done. Their, their faith has become shipwrecked. They they started blaspheming the faith. And uh Paul's like, I just turned them over to Satan. Like, so what Paul's saying, like obviously this is a this is a story of a of some pain, right? Uh Paul probably has contended um significantly and tirelessly for these brothers uh to turn from their ways, but it's obvious it has become obvious that they will not turn. And so he's just letting them go. He's letting them, you know, follow after the desires of their hearts, which which seem to be motivated by uh, satanic influence, de demonic influence. So he's just gonna let them go, um, and hopefully through that, through that dead end, when it always is a dead end, <clears throat> through that dead end and train wreck, they shipwreck their faith. But they're about to be, they're about to have a train wreck <laughs> in life, because that's what happens when we follow the enemy. There's a they, you had to shipwreck your faith, then you train wreck your life. Um, he's thinking maybe that will turn them around. You know, that's truth in life, man. Sometimes God has to use some pain to get our attention. Yes, he does. How many of us can testify to that? God has, 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 has had to use a, a, a smidge or two of pain to get Terry's attention. Yeah, he's had to do that before. Now I'm trying to be a little more alert. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to be a little more alert so that I don't have to have as much pain. 
It's like, I'm listening, Lord. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Chapter 2. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. All people. For kings and all those in authority. So we got to pray for everybody, not just the political people you like, not just the leaders you like, not just the leaders I like. I got to pray for the ones that I think are knuckleheads. I got to pray for them. You got to pray more for them. You think they're knuckleheads? They, you definitely need to pray for them. <laughs> I can't pray for him. He ain't got no sense. <laughs> you should pray for him even more. <laughs> uh, so we need to pray for kings and all those in authority. Govern, the governor, the civic leaders, uh, judges. That we may live peaceful, quiet lives in all goodness and holiness. Wow. And that we live peaceful, quiet lives. Mm, someone said this. Somebody said, I heard we were at a conference last week. Someone said, everybody wants to change the world. Everybody wants to rock it out on Sundays. You know, they want to blow it out. Want to make a big, big, you know, you know, kill it. Let's crush it. Let's crush it on Sunday. How about you just try to crush Tuesday? You want to change the world? How about trying to win Tuesday? I want to change the world. I want to make a big impact. How about you just win Tuesday? How about you just, yeah, how about you just crush Thursday? What does it mean? Like the mundane, the, the daily habits of life, right? The daily, the daily. That's where, that's where the battles are won in the daily. Every day, the Mondays, the Tuesdays, the Wednesdays, not, not the big shows, not the big events of life. The battles are won on those uh, mundane days. See, that's why, we, that's why this is awesome, man. We have morning prayer. This is a great habit. This is, what, this is what the kind of stuff that helps us win. This isn't glamorous. This isn't, you know, awesome. Well, I mean, it is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not awesome. But I'm saying, you know, it's not like, it's not fun. Not always fun. Getting up, reading, not always fun. Getting up, hearing the word, not always fun. It's easy to shuffle it around and forget it, but you guys are committed to it, which is awesome. But it's this kind of thing that we're doing right now that helps us win the day. And if we win the day, we win the week. If we win the week, we win the month. If we win the month, we win the season. If we win the season, we win the year. And it's pretty soon the years start adding up as we've lived our lives in godliness and holiness. We've lived peaceful and quiet lives. So what does it do? We win the morning. Let's win the morning. Let's not try to crush Let's not try to crush the week. Let's just try to win the morning. Some of us like, amen, brother. If we can just win the morning. That's what we got to do. Let's just win the morning. What does that mean? Putting God first in the morning. Put God first thing. I'm not trying to worry about winning the whole day. I'm going to just try to win the morning. Win the morning. Win the day. Win the week. Win the month. Win the season. Win the year. Win the life. Mm, yeah. Yes, but it starts where? With those daily di disciplines. Paul says, hey, pray that you might live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Man, aren't you glad? God wants everybody to be saved. Even that crazy person. Yeah, even now. Mm -hmm. Even that rascal. Even that mean old buzzard. Yep, him too. <laughs> he want, God wants even him to be. Yep, he does. He wants all people to come. Uh, wants to be all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Because you know what? We were once one of those buzzards. We were once one of them crazy people. 
God saved us. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. There's nobody between God and us other than Jesus. You don't have to pray to no saint. You don't have to pray to no angel. You don't have to pray to a, a pastor or a priest. There's only one mediator between you and God, and that's Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. Yes, sir. That's what the church over and over and over throughout history, the church has had to correct that because people start putting layers in between God and people, other layers besides Jesus. Well, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to be in right standing with this. You got to be, got to do da, 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 da. And they put all these layers between God, between human beings and God. And there's only one mediator between God and man. That is the man, Christ Jesus. Jesus is our way, man. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life who gave himself, Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This, is, this has now been witnessed to at the proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. And a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. How far, how far are we going here? We're going uh, verse, we're going verse 17. No, wait, wait, wait. verse 8. This is it. The Verse 8. This is the last one. Then we're going to jump over to uh, Mark. Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger and disputing. I also want the women to dress modestly and decently, propriety, adorning themselves, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with, the good, de with, but with good deeds, appropriate for women who profess to worship God. Wow. So he wants, he wants the dudes, look, guys, you guys got to get all pumped up about sports. I'm first in the line to do that. And I get pumped up about Jesus. Lift up holy hands. Holy hands. Undefiled hands. Women who, you know, get, get all hyped up about looking pretty, dressing good, look, get being all sparkly, which is awesome. But he says what? I also want you to be concerned about godliness and holiness. Fill your life with good deeds. Make that be the adornment of your life for both men and women. Yeah, that holiness, gentleness and holiness. Let us live peaceful, quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And what a great, what a great reminder today. Hey, let's just crush Tuesday, y'all. <laughs> you know, I want to, I want my life to be, to have this massive impact. Hey, let's just win today. Let's just win Tuesday, February 15th. Let's just start there. Let's win, let's win today. That's, we are we will win in the morning already. You're already winning. You're doing the right thing. Let's let's just win. Let's just win this morning. And uh, win today, and start racking up those victories. Yes, sir. All right, Mark eleven, Mark eleven twelve through twenty six. Let's see what the word says in the Gospels. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. The brother was hungry. Seeing in a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went and went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached out, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard him say it. So Jesus was hungry. Um, he goes to the fig tree. There's no figs on it, just leaves. And this is an analogy, right? This goes back to we should be producing lives of godliness and holiness, right? That's what our lives should look like. Um, and this, this uh, fig tree, should it looks like it should be producing fruit, but it isn't. Um, 
On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He was hungry. <laughs> you caught him. He was hangry. <laughs> uh, on reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers, the benches of, of those selling doves, who would not allow anyone to he would not allow anyone to carry merchandise to the temple court. So you got these people who are there, you know, the thing was you had to you had to convert your Roman uh money into an acceptable Jewish offering, right? Um, and so there was a temple, temple, uh, temple offerings that were only, only temple offerings were accepted. And so you got money changers because you had to get the Roman coins converted to, to the, the temple tax, all these things. And so you got this big, uh, it's like a trade, like a, like a, like a flea market in the, in the temple. And Jesus just starts turning this stuff over. And as he taught them, he said, is it not written? My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations but you've made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered to its roots. The one that he had spoken to earlier, he cursed the fig tree. Now it's withered to its roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered. Verse 22, have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that, that, that what they say will happen, it will be done for you. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you. Wow. This goes back to Paul saying, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands. Well, holy hands, first of all, begins with, is there any unforgiveness? Is there someone you need to get seek forgiveness from? Is there someone you need to forgive? Yeah. That we might live quiet and godly lives. That we might crush Tuesday <laughs> so that then we can crush the week and the, and the month and the year and life. Yeah. Start, start each day. Just what we're doing, man. We're starting on the right track here. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. So glad to have you guys. Let's, uh, you know what we do? We read, we pray. It's time to pray. Let's, uh, let's ask the Lord to solidify these, these, uh, these lessons in our hearts today. Yeah. Love you guys. So I'm glad you guys are uh, joining us today. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the power um, of, the, uh, of the gospel. Lord, and these lessons that you teach us on how to... Um, Live, live the best life. And it begins with living godly and quiet lives, Lord. Help us, Lord, to, to today follow you. Lord, thank you for today filling up our tank with your word. Help us now to, to live out of that, to live in godliness and holiness and truth. Help us to, to think back on the kindnesses of God. Lord, let us go into this day fully armed with all the weapons of our warfare, to have on the armor of God, to have in our mouths and in our hearts, the word of God. Lord, to be filled, to have our minds filled with a reminder of all the good things that you've done so that when the enemy tries to, to growl and say that we can't make it or we can't get through, we'll be reminded of the many, many times you've carried us through and you've given us victory. 
Lord, help us today to be those who are quick to share about the kindnesses and the goodnesses that you've brought to our lives. Lord, I pray for my friends. May you bless them today. May they win this morning. May they win this day, this afternoon. May you give them victory in every battle they face today. It is not by might, not by power, but it's by your spirit, says the Lord. That's how we, that's how we win. So Lord, we thank you for all of that and all of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for spending some time reading the Word. I hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Again, as always, a reminder, you can reach out to me on the podcast at Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. That's the email address for the podcast. Always love to hear from you. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast. Thank you for liking it. Thank you for leaving a comment. All of those things really means a lot. I appreciate it. Um, hope you guys have a great day. We'll be back at it tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.